text 39 is, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is one of those contrast texts that the Apostle Paul uses. This is this, but this is that. One is one, and one is the opposite. And this is one of the most important ones there is, because of all the ones there is, of one is one, and one is the opposite. This is literally drawing the line between where we spend eternity. For eternity is what I say a long time, but actually it's separated from linear time, and is all the time. In other words, we're in time right now, which is a line we call linear time. We're in that time right now. We were here last year, unless we were just born. We were here last year. I've been here since 1958. We were here last year, and if we are blessed by Jesus to still be alive next year, then we'll be here next year. We are here right now, in the year 2020. Praise the Lord. Who'd ever thought we'd ever be in the year 2020? We are here. And we are at the linear time, but then when we pass away, when we die, we always say, my relative, they passed. They said they passed. Well, they did, praise the Lord. But they died. And when we die, we're going to die not in many different ways. We're going to die in two different states. In one of two states, rather. Only one of two. And there's only two states. We're either going to die in Christ, or we're going to die outside of Christ. What that means is that we're going to die as a saved person, washed in the blood of Jesus. And forgiven of our sins and abiding in the gift of eternal life. Or we are going to perish and die in a state of unsaved, unregenerate, lack of God's life in our life. We're going to be in one of two states. We are in one of two states right now as we walk and talk. We are either saved in our Lord Jesus Christ or we are lost in the world apart from and without God. Now, many of those of us grew up in some form of godliness. Bible speaks of having the form of godless benign power thereof. Well, then there's others of us like that that we had some form of godliness that we didn't even have a clue as to what the power of God looked wrong to try to deny it or to try to affirm it. Many of us were raised in churches. Many of us were raised in in churches that didn't actually teach that you needed to be saved. Some of you would say, Preacher, that sounds pretty strange to me. And really on the surface it does, but yeah, many 
charismatic churches out there of uh, people that are well-meaning about what they're teaching, basically, ultimately boils down to that bring your children in when they're an infant when they're first born and will baptize them as an infant and that will absolve them of wicked sin and that will put them into the kingdom of God and that will make them a born again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and the believing part would be counted to them on the merits of the belief of their parents or their sponsors that are there with them and that's what a lot of people have encountered for their religion. And they're abiding in this and they're hoping. They're hoping and actually praying that this will be what they need. But you know what? A lot of us who were in that situation found out that they're might have been that there was more that we did truly need. One day, I was on my way to work. It was on a Sunday morning, and I was going to be uh, opening the office, uh, business office uh, manager of a uh, store in a mall. And know a preacher come on the radio in Decatur, Illinois. I remember clearly, he said his name was Thomas Miller. And he preached the simple gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ so simplistically and only using scriptures and speaking what we would now call exegetically, which I wouldn't have had an idea what that was, and just taking the scriptures and delineating on what the scriptures say. And he preached that all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter whether they're a member of a church or not a member of a church. But all have fallen short of the glory of God. And that because of this, that that term saved needs to be applied to everyone. Not carte blanche, but to those who will repent of their sinful condition and cast themselves and their faith upon the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, the only begotten Son of the Father, who gave his life's blood and died for our sins on the cross of Calvary. And at that point, believing on him, to save us and to take away our sins. And at that point, we are saved and born again into the kingdom of God. We have been born of water and the Spirit and, and regenerated through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then, at that point, Christ dwells in us. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, whosoever Jew, Gentile, white, black, Indian, Arab, it doesn't matter. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Again in our text, the wages of sin is death, and wages is pay. If we work and we get paid 
We expect a payday someday, and there's a payday someday for eternity. And if we've worked and worked at these sins, there's a payday someday. If we're lost, we'll be judged in our sins and for our sins. And we will come short of the glory of God. And we will fall short when we die. There will be nothing to take us to heaven when we die. And we will fall short like a man who's jumped off a bridge and didn't reach the other side. And we will fall. And we will fall into hellfire and damnation, which is a literal and a real place. The abode of the lost, where the sound of the torment ascends forever and ever. But if we are saved, we will be led directly into the presence of God the Father and God the Son, into our heavenly home, where we will abide with our Lord Jesus Christ and spend an eternity in salvation, never to be parted from our Lord. The choice is ours and the choice is ours today. Today, behold, today is the day of salvation. Come now, come and say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I cast myself at your feet, Lord. I take you as my Savior. Wash me in your blood that you shed for me, even for me and for my sins, and save me. For I believe that you can and you will, and that you are right now, and I will live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just did that, then go forth. Get out your phone book. <coughs> look up. Not just any church. Look up a Bible-believing church. If you don't know which one is, ask someone around you which ones are for real, on fire for God, Bible-believing church, and go there and tell them that the Lord Jesus Christ has rescued you from sin and that you are saved. And join with them and study the Holy Word of God from which you'll find life and nourishment and strength. And God be with you this day as we go. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.